Are you someone who doesn't see every movie that comes out? Do you hate your friends and strangers asking if you have seen a movie and then freak out when you haven't? Well, join the You Hate to See It Podbean, and you can join Jeff as he talks with Adam, but not me, about movies that Adam forced him to watch, but not me. So, you don't have to. Who knows? Maybe you'll finally go see a movie. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Drunken Jurors. I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm drinking a Diet Coke because I just got done with the gym and chugging a beer sounds awful. I just had a Diet Pepsi. I have whatever's left in this truly that I just picked up behind me on the desk. Please don't drink that. That's yeah, nauseating. Please don't. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm no. Gonna throw no. Up. He might throw up. Yeah, yeah. Might, yeah, he might throw. He's up. gonna wake up in the Skyrim intro. It's really sour. <laughs> yeah, it's fermented. Yeah, again. That's al- yeah, that's what alcohol does. Oh, he's going back in. It just instantly fucks him up. Why? <laughs> oh, he's gonna wake up in the Skyrim intro. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest. That last laugh did something funny to my head. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you just drank the equivalent of vinegar. Yes, I can taste it, and you're right. Okay, yeah, okay. That's what happens to alcohol when you let it sit out in the open, Adam. I'm still going to finish this. I'm not a bitch. I'm not going to waste alcohol. I don't think there's alcohol in there. It's like dead yeast. Does this truly have yeast? I don't want to die. (laughs) All right, so this week's episode is covering our bud dwyer who was a pennsylvania uh state treasurer who committed suicide on live television we will be playing that audio and video for the people to watch Um, so big ass big ass warning yeah big disclaimer it is graphic i watched it two minutes before we started recording and i kind of wanted to fucking vomit while i was eating yeah it it yeah i'm not looking forward to watching this and I recommended the stuff. Real crispy quality. So real, real crispy. <laughs> okay, great. Real crispy. So does this? So does this put Pennsylvania at like third most corrupt state? Is it really like did, what he like? He didn't. We don't even know if he actually did it. I feel like <laughs> if he killed himself. But that's not. It's not exactly. I feel like I feel innocent. Like we'll get into it, but like, I watched on the, over it, you on the either did it one hundred percent. You did it, or you one hundred percent didn't do it, and we're sick and tired of the bullshit that you had. To it, so I watched a documentary on this, and it sounds like it was the second thing that Adam said. It was just like ruining his fucking home life. Yeah. All right. But yet again, kind of get into it. I also watched that documentary a hot minute ago. So. <clears throat> Our Bud Dwyer was born on November 21st, 1939 in St. Charles, Missouri. Um, he graduated in 1961 with an A.B. in political science and accounting from Algany College in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Bud then went on to earn his master's degree in education in 1963, and then he went on to teach social studies and coach football at Cambridge Springs High School. Uh, from the sounds of it, uh, he was very 
he was like an amazing teacher uh, from what i heard like on the documentary when they talked about like he was a very like active like it, it, we'll get into it here in a second with his political career he's he's a very active person when it comes to like his career so he then went into politics as a republican he was elected to the pennsylvania house of representatives from the sixth district district um in 1964 and was re-elected in 1966 and 68 uh like i said he was like campaigning like every weekend like he would get done like teaching and then like him and his wife would like basically like drive across the state doing campaigning like going in parades like going to be fair you kind of had to do that back then because it's not like he could send like an email letter or anything yeah but like he was going like door to door like knocking Mm -hmm. like he was like he was like out there out there not just like and he was trying to like make a difference too he was doing charity work and shit and he was just a very active like that's why everyone liked him so much he was just personable he had like great charisma like he was a very charismatic person my favorite thing that politicians do nowadays is get my phone number and text me and i like to call those numbers and sometimes i get a human being and sometimes i don't but i always be angry (laughs) how do you have free time to do that (laughs) i well like i do this while i'm driving at work what the fuck <laughs> wild <laughs> oh. so then in 1970 while he uh was still a sitting state representative dwyer ran for a seat in the pennsylvania state senate uh, and he ended up winning um good for him yeah amazing <laughs> otherwise this story probably wouldn't fucking happen <laughs> i'm gonna just for that I'm going to give him a little bit of sour power. You sh- Oh, I don't. Don't call no. it that. Just get a fucking glass of like <laughs> apple cider vinegar at this point and be sipping yeah. on it all day. It's like my tongue is so dry now. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> like one of the ingredients in here is malic acid. So I'm like. <laughs> so. <laughs> solving your tongue. It is gluten free though. So I'm going to be fine. After being elected in additional terms in 74 and 78, he then decided for a statewide office, office and that's when he ran for state treasurer, and he ended up getting that, and then, yeah, and then he also won it in 1984. So, interesting thing about when he becomes the treasurer, um, so the governor ends up fucking hating him, because the governor was, what the fuck was the governor's name? That's 45 seconds of being wild. <laughs> I have been. I just heard something. Ah, Dick Thornburg. Ah. That's a Futurama character. <laughs> so Thornburg hated him because Bud found out, uh, since he's state treasurer, uh, Thornburg went on a... <laughs> trip to germany for i i don't think it was work related but um or no it was but then he took his wife and his like kids and he tried to expense it to the state for his whole family to go and bud Mm. was like no Ah! (laughs) and rejected it (laughs) i could see like the hotel but not like all the flights (laughs) like the one ticket and and then after that got released to the press, because of course he fucking would, the, someone brings up to Bud that Thornburg's kids 
has um thornburg has his kids expenses for schooling paid for by the state to send them to massachusetts and he was having the state police take them there and pick them up every day oh you know great use of fucking resources that's what the police are there for right yeah to drive around the fucking governor's kids yeah i mean well to be fair to be fair Nowadays, that's just protective services for the governor's family. Yeah, but you're paying for the school through the state. <laughs> oh, you're paying the school. Well, yeah, I think it was a private school. Oh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one don't work out. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the weird air, area of where all the conspiracy comes from that kind of where, where leads to him end up committing suicide on tv so there was a man named my guess is his name was jimbo no it's it's not that easy i wish it was it was throckmorton (laughs) huh it's cock pinewood it's torcado i believe it's not torcado torcado t-o-r-q-u-a-t-o ah yes (laughs) the (laughs) that thing (laughs) The Torquay, the Lord, the Bido tornado, there the red tornado. He's a the, the red this rocket. Is the, this is the DC villain, the red tornado. That wasn't oh. a villain, that was a hero. He was a villain in Supergirl. So, Torquedo's father was apparently a leader of a mafia. Mm. Uh, <laughs> So, Torcado, when he was in California, started the Computer Technology Association. This was the 80s. That wasn't a thing. It it was, apparently. I have another name for him. It's Tarak Obama. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Computer Technology Was he also born in Nigeria? No. He's a native of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Further, I am not a birther. I am not a birther. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so John, his first name's John, um, Torcado Jr. Uh, he had a California-based firm called Computer Technology Associations. Uh, Torcado was known for bribing people, like, immediately when he met them to try to rope them into doing whatever he wanted them to do. He, he was pretty well fucking known for it. So his computer company went in for a bid because there was... <clears throat> It was found in 1980s that there was that like you uh, Pennsylvania teachers have been paying like millions of dollars over on taxes. So like they needed a company to find all those like run those names through like a database, find all those people. And then so they could give those people money back. So there was bids for finding a company for that. Computer Technology Associates is the one that ended up winning. But this is where it kind of gets all wonky. The company just actually has like a really big fucking abacus. In 1984, Dennis Schatzman? I don't fucking know. He was um, deputy comptroller of Pittsburgh Public Schools. He noticed that there had been discrepancies in the CTA contract and he wrote the school uh, officials regarding these um and then he also 
uh, notified some officials at account an accounting firm who confirmed that the no bid CTA contract was overpriced by millions of dollars. So they basically took a bid for overpaying a shit ton for a company that I don't think was like well known or really understood what the fuck they did. Again, I would like to resubmit my theory that it was just a really large abacus in a basement. Ah, <laughs> huh. no. So then in June of 1984, the Pennsylvania Auditor General informed the FBI of the alleged bribery that occurred during awarding the contract. And then at the end of July 1984, a uh, CTA employee released a sworn statement claiming that Dwyer was awarded or Dwyer awarded the contract to CTA because he was promised a $300,000 kickback by the company, which is where the conspiracy starts of he was like money laundering and shit like that. That's a lot of money then. Yeah. How much was that back back then compared to now? 300,000 in 1984. Probably close to a million. That is about $843,973 and a nickel today. That nickel, that nickel broke. That nickel's important. The nickel's probably what pushed it over the top. Right? Yeah. Also, I wrote down what the uh, exactly they were trying to find or fix. Um, what they were supposed to do was they were supposed to go back because the Supreme Court stated that you cannot charge F- FICA taxes on sick days. So that's apparently what they were doing to the teachers and teachers were overpaying on taxes because of that. So that company was supposed to go through and find all of those days and help get money back for those people. And Torcado apparently pressured um, someone to offer Bud $300,000 to his campaign fund to get the contract through the state. But the guy said that when he went to Bud for it, Bud said it's, um, that it sounded pretty good to him. And then the FBI goes in to the CTA's computers and finds a list of people to bribe and they go straight for Bud because Bud's name is on that list. But that doesn't mean that Bud ever took anything. It just, he was on a list of people who they wanted to bribe. It's a, it's a little sketch. It's kind of a little bit all over the place. Is this going to turn into a thing where it's the FBI being doing really shady shit that the FBI does? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I never really looked into it that far. I didn't really hear much about the FBI doing anything. <laughs> from here, they just kind of go to trial. Because this is, this is right around the time. I I feel like Hoover was still in charge of the FBI. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Hoover's out until, like, the 90s. Herbert. Hoover? No, that's the president. Who's the, who's the FBI Hoover? J. Edgar. John. Oh. Yeah. I know that because Leonardo DiCaprio. God damn it! <laughs> it was in Hamilton, Nick. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Fucking stupid me. Just watch Hamilton uh, already. No, he was, he was in office from 1972. Until 1972? Fuck. Fuck. From 1924 to 1972. Jesus. God! Yeah, that's Sorry, we gotta, do, we gotta do one on J. Hoover one day. That man is a bastard. I I will put that in because I yeah no that does interest me. He, I would like he, to his presidency spanned from Calvin Coolidge to Richard Nixon. <laughs> it's a little bit a little bit of a lengthy <laughs> time. Like, yeah, just think think about for anyone who understands presidents, 
I remember like that's the time he was like yeah he was like super old school like basically women weren't really allowed in the he was also a cross dresser yeah it's so wild so much on him yeah that'll be Uh, a future episode he is crazy yeah fucking probably killed had something to do with the death of um uh uh mlk Uh, yeah very very not a good man so of course there's an investigation into Dwyer being uh, into Dwyer awarding the CTA contract. Um, upon learning of this investigation, Dwyer uh, he ended the contract with the CTA on July 11th of 1984. Uh, Dwyer repeatedly uh, attempted to stop, divert, and forestall the investigation, stating that the U.S. money had neither the authority nor evidence to pursue prosecution. Um, but then they end up going to court for it and he was charged with agreeing to receive the kickback and return for awarding a cta contract after that he stated that um he was like he would take a polygraph exam but only on the condition that if he passed he would not be um indicted or indicted 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 why is there a c in there i don't really fucking know it's probably fucking old english (laughs) or some shit like that um the state obviously rejected wire's offer um and then on october 22nd 1984 a grand jury indicted turcado at smith's trial in 1985 william t smith who was a friend of dwyer's testified that he did not bribe dwyer he was the one who who said he went up to dwyer and offered him the three hundred thousand. he accepted it yeah, he testified that he did not bribe Dwyer and instead that Torcado offered Dwyer a campaign contribution in return for the CTA contract, but he rejected that offer. Uh, then Torcado testified that Smith offered Dwyer a $300,000 bribe in return for the CTA contract and that um, Dwyer, acting as a defense witness for the Smith at the uh, Smith at his trial, denied that he offered any contribution at all. Three different like fucking stories there. Also, in the documentary, they have Smith on there, and it, it's weird. You get some weird vibes from that man. On, he's like he's like friends with Dwyer, and he like feels bad, like almost like he did offer it to him. I don't know. He like it's wild. You have to watch the fucking documentary. Hmm. It's on Prime. This whole case really fucking confused me. It's. There's not as much. I think there probably is more to go into with this, but I don't really know too much about like the conspiracies around it and stuff. I, I mean, this is. I uh, I don't want to throw around. He was a scapegoat when there's no evidence for that, but yeah, like who would he have been the scapegoat for? Like yeah. It, it, what, was he just the FBI just overreaching? For what, though? What did the FBI get out of that? No, hold on. Racketeering. When did racketeering start happening? Rico charges. When was Rico? Uh, so another thing that confused people with the CTA is uh, they were extremely under, like, they had a very small staff and, like, little equipment for this whole job. So All right, no, here, here, Mercado here. basically fronted the company to bribe people for stuff. Here's my fun maybe maybe this is it this is absolutely baseless don't go off of any of this uh he killed himself in 87 mm-hmm. the oh, that's 17 years though the newest form 
or the United States RICO Act, which is what he was used for racketeering and all that fun shit with the mob. Um, that was 17 years old. Maybe they wanted to, I don't know, fucking keep it going. Who knows? Well, because Torquato's dad no apparently was linked to the mafia. So I mean, he was linked like, to the mob, yeah. Fucking who knows? Yeah, I don't. It's it's weird. Um, Dwyer always denied any wrongdoing, stating that after the CTI contract was signed, Smith merely made a generic offer to help him with his campaign. So it's, it's like he keeps like kind of like digging a bigger hole. <laughs> yeah. Then Dwyer's lawyer spoke to the prosecutor, um, asking if they would drop all charges if Dwyer resigned as state treasurer, and the prosecutor declined that offer. He instead offered to let Dwyer plead guilty to a single charge of bribe receiving, which would have meant up to a maximum of five years imprisonment, which he probably really wouldn't have fucking done much time for. First offense, yeah, he probably would have done like fucking 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and as long as he resigned from his office as treasurer of Pennsylvania and cooperated fully with the government's investigation. But Dwyer, of course, refused that and went to trial. Um, at his tri- trial, Dwyer did not take the stand, uh, but also his lawyer presented no defense witnesses since he thought that the government did not sufficiently prove its case. But I still think that's a shitty way to go into a trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a choice. Sounds pretty unfucking prepared. <laughs> kind of like us for this fucking episode. Yeah. That's our standard, though. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, not, over, not overly entertaining, and we can't be over, we can't be overly entertaining if we are. We will prepared. we will be getting back to doing good, well researched fucking episodes soon. We'll see. It's just we have put ourselves on such a fucking wild schedule with interviews, but I have more time. I could start researching again, as long as we don't go guesting forty times a week. So on December 18th, 1986, Dwyer was found guilty on 11 counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, perjury, and interstate transportation in aid of racketeering. Yeah. And he Why faced did it. the FBI get involved? Hold on. Why did the FBI get involved? Because he's a federal Politician? employee. He's not a federal employee. This is a state. This is a state thing. Well, he was, a, he was on the Senate. I don't he was know. a state senator. Well, because money across state lines. Is a California mail based fraud. mail fraud? I get, I guess maybe. Yeah, FBI sure, gets I'm, involved for less. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure they found a way to do it. Just yeah, because, yeah. It's not hard to get to figure out how the FBI can mm. be involved in shit. They can do it. Interstate Commerce Act, fucking wild. Uh, he faced a sentence up to 55 years imprisonment and a $300,000 fine. So he would have just paid the kickback back if he had it. Hmm. Um, his sentencing was scheduled for January 23rd, 1987 and to be performed by the U.S. District Court Judge Malcolm Murr. Muir? Muir? M-U-I-R. I don't fucking know. Muir? Muir? Murray? Muir? One mail fraud charge against Dwyer was dismissed by the judge. Um, and then a juror found it emotionally difficult to convict Dwyer since uh, he was a man of very high integrity and that they just made a mistake. Cool. So that's a really bad jury selection. Yeah. So then obviously 
After that, uh, Pennsylvania state law stated that Dwyer could not officially be removed from office until his sentencing in January. Given this, Dwyer stated that until his legal appeal was resolved, he would stay on as treasurer, but would stay on under a leave of absence without pay and would not resign before having the opportunity to appeal his conviction. But they did put like an interim mm-hmm. treasurer in during interim. that time. Interim, whatever. Interim. Interim. I don't know how it's said. I just. Interim. It's, it's it. pronounced interim. Nick, I want you to take your big toe and put it up your butthole. I, I'm not that flexible. I never said the big toe had to be attached. So, in a meeting <laughs> in his home on January 15, 1987, Dwyer discussed the idea of a press conference with his press secretary, James Horshock, and deputy treasurer, Don Johnson. Uh, at the meeting, both Johnson and Horshock cautioned Dwyer not to use the conference to attack the governor or other individuals involved with his criminal conviction. And they suggested that he should hold the conference at a location other than his office. Dwyer rejected their suggestions, but nevertheless assured both men that he would not attack anybody involved with his uh, conviction. He also stated that he would not announce his resignation at the conference, but rather thank his staff and friends. Both men left this little meeting with him, uh, assuming that Dwyer would just resign at the conference anyways. Next day, Dwyer visits his lawyer, uh, who then told Dwyer to express repentance for his crimes. Dwyer responded by agreeing to change his version of events, which was to be presented to the judge at Dwyer's pre-sentencing conference scheduled for uh, January 22nd. Then later on, Dwyer sees his lawyer again, gives him an updated version of events, and stated that he would announce his resignation at the press conference, but did not want his lawyer to attend the conference. Interesting. He got a hold of Senator Specter by telephone on the 21st of January, which was two days before sentencing. Um, then one of the aides of Specter stated that the two of them talked for eight to ten minutes at that time, followed up on his letter to the senator, um, which was following up on a letter to the senator asking for help. Um, he personally wrote to President Ronald Reagan asking for a presidential pardon. Nick's thinking. Okay. <laughs> that it? I, so, so, no. <laughs> that man so, deserves some sour power. For, oh, no. <laughs> for the record, uh, that's gross. Um, asking for a presidential pardon is not an admission of guilt, nor is it illegal to do. In fact, I can ask for a presidential pardon for literally anything. So, yeah. Can you ask for a presidential pardon for sinning? No, no. That's no, we're not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you. Um, oh. I refuse to get on your bullshit. So the senator responded to the request of President Reagan and told Dwyer that it was not realistic because the judicial process, uh, including the appeals, had not yet wrapped up. To be fair, you can issue a pardon for any crimes that you may or may not have committed. Yeah. Because that that's what Ford did in the 70s? Mid-70s? Mid early? Late 70s? He fucking pardons all draft dodgers. Like, just fucking went, that's done. So, on that same day, uh, Dwyer talks to his press secretary uh, and deputy press secretary, 
to set up a news conference for the next day without telling them what he was going to discuss. Uh, they agreed to the press conference for 10.30 a.m. Eastern time on the next day. Uh, they called dozens of reporters asking them to attend and told them he did not know its subject. Little did they know that they were about to emotionally scar a huge amount of fucking people. Yeah. This is before the five-second the five second, uh, little gap time where people could censor. Yeah. Don't you love it? It was even further when people could just record and fix it. That's so a, that's already been happening. So Long that time. next that next morning, Wire went to his press conference. Uh, he appeared nervous and agitated. Uh, he again professed his innocence and began reading a 21-page prepared text letter described as a rambling, uh, rambling about the criminal justice system. <laughs> All right, no. I'm, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna table that. I'm gonna let you go through your story, and then I have a fucking. No, I'm go ready ahead. for it. Go ahead and uh, state whatever you want. My my fun conspiracy. Oh sure. What is it? All right. So he, more or less, this was connected to the mob. Mm-hmm. What if that he was going to schedule this press conference like this is just a normal old press conference he scheduled. He was just going to do all he was going to do. And then, like, the night before, he got visited by, you know, fucking a couple of cannoli men from the fucking Pittsburgh mob or whatever. I don't know if you can call them cannoli men. <laughs> I was quoting Godfather. Um, I mean, they he does live rather close to the Massachusetts border, so, I mean, they could also be from could, Boston. Could be, yeah, it could be from Boston, could be Atlantic City, who the fuck knows? Um, But... Some mob guys visit him in the middle of the night. Tell him, look, you're going to do this. You're going to read this note and you're going to kill yourself. Or we're going to kill your family. That does seem like a very mob thing to do. That's a very mob. Now, now they might have said, now you're going to read the statement. And then by, by the end of the day, you're killing yourself. And Dwyer thinks... Maybe this will draw enough attention to connect them to the mob. And this is my final cry for help. Save my family. Save my reputation. And he kills himself on live TV. Maybe. <clears throat> um, in this prepared text, it did single out former go- governor Dick Thornburg. Uh, doing exactly <laughs> what he said he wouldn't do. Yeah. Um. The acting U.S. Maybe attorney. Maybe Dick Thornburg got Throckmorton to threaten him. Um, also, active U.S. attorney James West, some agents in the FBI, U.S. District Court Judge Malcolm Murr, whatever the fuck his name is, and others for tarnishing the justice system and ruining him. Um, he states that attorney West purposely held uh, Dwyer's trial not in Harrisburg, but in Williamsport due to it being located in like like coming coming Lycoming County, one of the yeah, most uneducated, one of the most uneducated counties in Pennsylvania. That's rude. He then also spoke out against the death penalty, and expressed his regret for voting okay. in favor of it while he was in the Pennsylvania Assembly. The speech lasted nearly thirty minutes, and approximately halfway through it, with no apparent end in sight, some of the gathered press began to pack up and leave. Dwyer spotted this and interrupted himself to say, those of you who are putting your cameras away, I think you might want to stay because we're not finished yet. 
So upon reaching the final page of the statement, which was not distributed to the press or his press secretary in advance, Dwyer paused and said, and I'm on the last page now and I don't have enough to pass out. But Horshock, I'll leave this here and you can make copies for people. There's a few extra copies here right now. Then Dwyer continued, I thank the good Lord for giving me 47 years of exciting challenges, stimulating experiences, and many happy occasions, and most of the fi- and most of all, the finest wife and children any man could ever desire. Now my life has changed for no apparent reason. People who call and write are exasperated and feel helpless. They know I'm innocent and they want to help, but in this nation, the words, um, oh, the world's greatest democracy. There's nothing they can do to prevent me from being punished for a crime they know I did not commit. Some who have called have said that I am a modern-day job. <clears throat> Whatever the fuck that means. Job. Job. It's yeah, a biblical reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot the Bible exists. Even yep. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I do not know exactly the story of Job. but I, I understood Job. that reference. Uh, Judge Murr is also noted for his medieval uh, medieval sentences. I face a maximum sentence of 55 years in prison and a $300,000 fine for being innocent. Judge Murr has already told the press that he felt invigorated when he found we were found guilty and that he plans to imprison me as a deterrent to other public officials. But it wouldn't be a deterrent because every public official who knows who knows me knows that I am innocent. It would be legit. It wouldn't be legitimate punishment because I've done nothing wrong. Since I'm a victim of political persecution, my prison would simply be an American gulag. I ask those who believe in me to continue to extend friendship, to continue to extend friendship and prayer to my family to work untiringly for the creation of a justice system here in the United States and to press on with the efforts to vindicate me so that my family and their future families are not tainted by the this injustice that has been perpetrated onto me. He then breaks from his speech. Um, he calls out three of his staff members, giving them, giving each sealed envelope with the insignia of the Treasury Department. First envelope given... Oh, he gives out the envelopes, the three staff. First envelope given to Bob Hulse contained a letter addressing to then Pennsylvania Governor Bob Casey, who had taken office just two days earlier. Second, given to Deputy Press Gregory Penny, um, contained an organ donor card and other related materials. The last, given to Deputy Treasurer Don Johnson, contained materials intended for Dwyer's family, including three letters, one to his wife and one to each of his children, and suggested funeral arrangements. So then, after he had finished speaking and handing out the notes to his staffers, he then produced a manila envelope with a Model 19 357 Magnum revolver in it. Uh, when the crowd in the room saw that Dwyer had pulled what he had pulled out of the envelope, uh, envelope mood immediately changes. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Well, because he pulls out a gun, they start fearing for their lives because, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, who knows what's gonna happen? And we're just gonna, we're just gonna watch this. Let me know if you can hear it. Yep. Oh, okay, I'm not. I don't. <clears throat> Oh my God! This happened so fast. Oh. When I and I. No, no, no! Please, 
Oh, so, okay, I'd like what? to point out. I like laugh. really just got my laugh. panic. My like, so that laugh for was of pure what the fuck. Oh yeah, no, that, that laugh was for the guy going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, so so the two guys who are like, "Calm down, calm down," and oh shit, <laughs> like, the, holy shit, <laughs> it's it's graphic. The amount of blood that pours out of his face. So, um, uh, Jeff, can you can you send me that link? I like. <laughs> yes, I can. Uh, Adam, can you uh, give me rights to share so I can provide the proper comparisons yeah, for what everyone the fuck just happened? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, those of you who don't understand bullets, um, thrifty seven's a fucking big ass bullet. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Here you go. Let me. There you go. So, uh, on the far left is the three fifty seven Magnum. Uh, this little fucker is a nine millimeter. Um, and for Adams, Adams comparison. Uh, and for anyone watching, what did this? This is a nine millimeter. What did I shoot out of? The revolver. That was three fifty. Yeah, he shot three. Was that was that three fifty seven? Pretty sure. Was yeah. the revolver three fifty seven or was it? Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, big bullet. Uh, big bullet. For those a lot that of don't, powder. For those that didn't see it, um, you can hear it. Uh, he like him ruffling around the envelope. He pulls it out. He's telling press to get back when they realize that he has a gun. They like. They're like, don't do it, don't do it. And he's like, no, everyone stay back. I don't want anyone to get he hurt. He was trying to get people yeah. who, like, he was like, this is going to be graphic. If anyone doesn't want to see this, leave the room. Like, <laughs> which is a wild, like, thought to be having right I, you kill yourself. I... Oh, fuck. <clears throat> 357s are used to fucking hunt boar. <laughs> yeah. So, that's... Fuck. It was brutal. It was very yeah. gruesome. For even yeah. being like 144p. Yeah, no, I'm amazed at how just quickly it happens. Yeah. Because like he like I thought you were when you were describing like he's handing out envelopes, I thought he was like, here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Here you go. Like it was taking some time. No, no that was like, right Fuck after it, take your shit and then boom. No, no, he gets the envelope after he hands it out. So like they yeah. basically just cut to the part where he gets out his envelope. Okay. So no, it was probably much longer than because like the speech was half an hour, so it, it probably took a while to get to that point. But yeah, that was only like a forty second clip. Mm-hmm. It, it fuck. fucking crazy. Um, wasn't there? I I don't know any other politicians that have like killed themselves on live TV. I don't think there are any. I, d- I doubt there have been. Um, well, especially now with the like you said that five second buffer. It's probably longer than that, actually. Yeah. Uh, it, it's five, five, it's between, ten seconds. It's between five and eight normally. Five and eight. Okay. Well, I know that you like... don't want to be so far ahead because there's usually the producer mm. is sitting there listening mm. and watching live. So like, mm. you, like eventually, it's like you can't do it. <laughs> well, I know, like the fucking Super Bowl where fucking um, Justin Timberlake fucking showed the Jackson's tit. That was a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, sadly, after that, that's really about all I got. I mean, he doesn't, 
nothing really happens he's remarkably put together for that yeah well he clearly made up his mind like there was that man deserves that man deserves some sour power for that i don't like sour power (sighs) honestly the more i like the more i took in the less it tasted bad that's not i don't like it Oh, that was uncomfy. I'm just not happy right now. Yeah, I might dream about that later. Yeah, I, it it's bad. It's yeah. Like imagine imagine getting home from like school and like fucking getting ready to watch fucking Looney Tunes and like Well, this was in the morning. The okay. his press conference was at like 10:30 a.m. Imagine staying home from school to watch Looney Tunes and seeing that well, if you're already watching Looney Tunes, you're probably not watching that. Yeah, I don't think they're just they were cut. like three. They were like three stations. Yeah. Okay. So after all this, obviously, like they're like, oh, we need to throw this out. Like we need to clear his name. Uh, basically, at the end of the day, all those were denied, and he was still, his name was never cleared. I saw that he like his family still got the pension and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was the nice thing is yeah he they his family still got his pension and all that good stuff. It's Ugh. it's a sad story when you yeah like I honestly the idea that like I want to know where got... the fuck their proof is on everything where the fuck was oh. their proof <laughs> I ugh. it was gross I kind of like the idea of mob being behind it like telling them hey look fucking you this is your last day yeah figure this shit out. Yeah. No, oh, I mean that's that's it. You guys got anything else? Nightmares? Well, obviously, yeah. I'm yeah. good. All right. I'm good. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening <clears throat> and or watching. Uh, if you would if you go down to the description, you can find our link tree to our links of our social media and anywhere you can find the podcast. So go ahead, click on those. And our Patreon. If you want our Patreon now. Yeah, we switched to Patreon. Yeah. So it's easier. Um, just so anyone knows, uh, for all of our not subscribers that we have on Patreon, this won't go up today. This will this video will be going up in a couple weeks. But yeah, we're we're in up. the process of moving everything over. We're catching up, yeah. but mm-hmm. it, it'll be there. We can in, uh, include the Twitter the Twitter link in the fucking bio or whatever. That thing you can do, Jeff. I yeah. could. I don't know if I want to. That's fair. If you want to <laughs> see the video. Just Google it. Well, also just Google it. No, just become a patron. Also true. (laughs) Google our Patreon. Mostly Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, you're a really bad salesperson. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I'm still fucked up from what I watched twice now. (laughs) See, like, I want to watch it again. It's more of just like just the process everything. I, 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 it all yeah. happens very fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to point out any laugh that you heard was from the guy going. It's not because it was shit. funny. Yeah, nothing. No laugh is. Because also, it trying was funny. to process the fact that we just watched a man get his fucking brains blown out. It's very different to see. Like it's it. It was graphic and also not that graphic. I think the graphic part of it was because it was real. But they did besides blood coming out of his face. They did a great like, job with the special effects. Well, no, like, I'm just saying, like, you didn't, 
you didn't see like brains going everywhere. You stuff. did. Like, if you looked at the top, you could. Oh yeah, you didn't see like brains fly out when he shot. Yeah, himself. like you didn't. You, it's uh, it's mostly just blood pouring out of his face. Yeah, like that's really. But it. they I, zoom in on it, which is the the thing that makes yeah. it gross. So like, if you look, if you compare that video to like JFK, JFK is from a fucking distance. Yeah, you don't like see the fucking everything. Whereas this, you like. Yeah, the, the cameraman's like not even ten feet from him. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also kudos on that cameraman for doing his job right. Yeah, he like that's he something that like as a cameraman doing like news and stuff, like you need to capture that kind of stuff, whether it gets used or not. But you're there to have record of things. So go on that cameraman for, and also I'm sure he zoomed in too, he because did. the scene around it was probably worse with brains everywhere. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the blood pouring out of a guy's face is the least oh, yeah. part of that story. Oh yeah. yeah. No, bits come out with a 357. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like, the ceiling's probably disgusting. About yeah, him. and like he was in front of like a white background. So zoom in on the guy before, like that's the easiest mm-hmm. thing to look at, I guess, out of the destruction around to keep the story as a news person mm-hmm. as opposed to just pointing away. Then you have no record of this happening. Mm-hmm. So, well, if you go to the Patreon. Uh, $1 tier, you get access to our Discord, and you get to see our movie reviews that Adam and I do. Uh, this yeah. month's will be American Psycho, when we get around to recording it, which should probably be soon. Yep. They come out at the end of every month. Yep. And then $3 tier, you get the unedited video version, so you could watch that and see our reactions and everything. If you would, if you want to, if not, like, disclaimer, skip it. It's in there. Uh, disclaimer's a little late as uh, we're past the part where that happens in the episode, but there you go. If you want to watch it, this is your disclaimer. (laughs) 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 Alright, outside of that, I got got nothing. At Um, this point, it's just an apology. (laughs) I'm not even 100% sure what our next episode will be yet. It's either going to be the Donner Party or the uh, most likely will be between the Donner Party and the Hollywood Ripper. One of those two, but We'll see how the the weeks go. Outside of that, uh, yeah, Nick, Nick, do you think? Yeet. Well, that's depressing.